The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Want to fearlessly explore your creative spirit? Join artist Susie K. Edwards for Path of the Butterfly, a weekend workshop at Omega Institute's beautiful campus in Rhinebeck, New York, May 24th through 26th. Experiment with a variety of art forms, engage in mindfulness, walking, and silent meditation, and discover a new and free-flowing creative vision. This workshop is for beginners and professional artists. Learn more at eomega.org thrive. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Support for the show comes from John Maxwell Taylor's Gravita award-winning performance on the life of Swiss psychiatrist Carl Gustav Jung. Now available in a stunning new 3D audio set. To learn more, please visit www.johnmaxwelltaylor.com. From Spirituality and Health Magazine, I'm Rabbi Rami, and this is Essential Conversations. My guest today is Israeli-born jazz trumpeter Avishai Cohen. Jazz Times calls him one of the most creative trumpet players in jazz, and the Downbeat Critics Poll has ranked him a rising star for four years running. A review of his new CD, Into the Silence, appears in the March-April issue of Spirituality and Health magazine. Avishai Cohen, welcome to Essential Conversations. Thank you very much. Happy to be here. Oh, it's our pleasure to have you. I, I wanted to start, before we get into the CD, I wanted to see if you could help me understand the power of the trumpet. So a few days ago, I was teaching in Phoenix, Arizona, and I had an opportunity to go to the Musical Instruments Museum. And Beautiful place, by the way, yeah. I, yeah, I know. I was there for a while. And I said, I don't want to leave. I haven't seen everything. The way this is set up, so our listeners have a sense of what we're talking about, is the museum's divided by continent and then subdivided by country. And as you walk through, you see the actual instruments that are indigenous to the various places. And then there's video that allows you to hear, see them being played and to hear what they actually sound like in their original setting. And you know, I'm walking through, and you get a clear sense, at least I did, and I'm going to ask for confirmation from you. I, I got a sense that instruments are, in many cases, an extension of the human body. I mean, so drums are an extension of the heart. The trumpet must be, and, and again, this is a question, but the trumpet must be an extension of the breath. And I'm wondering what the trumpet brings to you and what you bring to the trumpet vis-a-vis this, you know, the use of your breath. Well, first of all, um, you know, it's not about uh, right or wrong in this question. I think it's uh, everyone takes it to whatever make them feel. Uh, a lot of people actually, I heard them refer to the trumpet as the closest thing to the human voice, actually, and not really? the breath, which is also uh, connected, you know. The voice and the breath is... Um, one in a way and um same with the trumpet you know you wouldn't have a sound without the 
the breath and the air. And uh, it's amazing when you play the trumpet, even though breathing is the most obvious element that every kid will tell you, of course, you have to breathe. But as a trumpet player, it's one of those things that you tend to forget to do. If you don't focus and you don't practice on uh, on um, always make sure you are connected to your breath at any given time because you see so many other things when you play music that you are um, thinking of and aware of and concentrating on. It can be the music, it can be the harmony and the melody, it can be the vibe of the band, it can be the, the tone and everything that sometimes the breath is being, uh, since it's so obvious, it's actually being pushed aside. And uh, for me, one of the the biggest uh, challenges as a trumpet player is to always remind myself to breathe. And the breath to me is always the, it's the beginning of everything and it's the solution of everything too. And um, back to the question of what it brings to me, you know, it's a, I think as a human being, breathing is as important in the same way. People forget to breathe, you know, and uh, I sometimes forget to breathe. Or you realize you do certain thing or certain thing that can otherwise bring you to a certain anxiety or stress. Um, same with the trumpet. Breathing is always can help you uh, solve it or at least get you in the direction, the right direction to solve it. So, you know, it sounds, I mean, you could almost <clears throat> substitute the word meditation for the word trumpet in, in what you're saying. I mean, meditation is, is centered on the breath in, in well, I, I think, almost every case. So do you, do you find yourself when you're playing, and, and I won't say every time, I mean, I, I don't want to make a blanket statement, do you, but do you find yourself when you're playing in a meditative state? Um. It's, it is very connected, and I have been practicing meditation as well. And um, yeah, in meditation, the same way, you always bring yourself back to the breathing, you know, to get centered and to get grounded. Um, however, there's many other levels to it, you know. So I would say the the breathing is kind of, it's always the, it's... Let's say it's the baby steps. Mm. Um, however, without those basic baby steps, you you cannot take it any further. You know, so it's always like I said before, it's the beginning of everything. And yeah, to me, music, uh, regardless of the trumpet, the way uh, I play and how I think about music and how I think about um, being centered and grounded and, and present. It is very similar to uh, meditation and the problem that occurs with it and the challenge and the struggle and the, the path that you go through uh, are similar. The meditation is the whole process. Even it's that back and forth. It's overcoming that thing. It's accepting that, that state. It's accepting that, you know, accepting that no one is perfect either. And... Uh, yeah, that's that's a big part of it. So, is there a specific kind of meditation you practice? There's a chan I do, uh, um, but I also um, read a lot from the Shambhala school. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the books that I always uh, carry with me is the 
Tibetan book of the living and dying. Sure. Um, so very interesting. I, you, this sort of gives me a different insight into something you said in uh, this. There's a short film about you on your website. And the website is abishaikohenmusic.com. There's this short, uh, I don't know if I'm pronouncing his name right, but Charlie. Um, Mysak. Mysak, okay. So mm-hmm. Ch- Charlie Mysak has this beautiful two minute plus film. And you talk about f- having to forget everything you learned. And mm-hmm. this, this connects with the whole, you know, Trungpa Rinpoche and Buddhism and the Shambhala path, entering into that state of not knowing as this sort of liberating place where your music maybe, well, this is a question really, when you're in that state of, of not knowing, is that the place you find the music to be the most surprising? I, um, I don't personally don't look at it as the place of not knowing, but I would rather say try not to go to the places you know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it doesn't mean you're in a place that you don't know because... Uh, I think it's a little different, but um, yeah. When uh, the what what is um, freeing to me is um, when you are able to go to that breath. When you're too aware of the things you know, that means you play something that you maybe have played before. You go to places you you go to your comfort zone. You go to a place that has worked in the past and is probably going to work today as well, but it might not be so fresh anymore because it's all, uh, you see it, you know, I see the outcome already. And if it's less interesting to me, it might be less interesting for the listener, even though the listener has not heard the first time I played it. Right. You know what I mean? So, um, I think it's just a place of, uh, I think it's a, in a way a search for freedom, search for a real freedom. For me, there's some some people that I hear that when I hear they're playing, um, it's liberating to me. I hear um, I hear they're playing a certain freedom that uh, that's where I want to be. To know that everything can be possible at any given moment. Uh, for example, Wayne Shorter is like that, or Ornette Coleman was like that, where um, everything is possible and you don't, uh, you, uh, you really are in, in the moment, you know, and, and to me, that's, that's where I aspire to be, that's where I want to be, that's where I feel the music is the most natural and, uh, and interesting. And, and uh, I also think that this is where the music uh, transcends the most, because I know when I'm playing, and I feel the concert was, I was present. Um, I see the reaction for people as well. I mean, people react also when I don't, you know, that's where sometimes you get to a level where even if uh, you're not at your best, hopefully it still sounds good and people are <laughs> reacting to that. You know, so I always think like, for example, I go, I see Herbie Hancock and it's, amazing playing but i always think there's a chance that in his mind he's not having a good day but he's so he's playing so amazing that i don't even know you know right so right. i think uh, we have to uh, we have to we have to get to that place that uh, it's not the difference of a day and night 
in, in that regard, you know. But when you are in that pure zone and really, uh, but what happens really is that when you're when you're present and you let the ego go and you're not thinking about, oh, let me make that solo the most. We get to the, the peak of my life now with this solo and it's going to be, I'm going to play the fastest, the highest, the loudest, whatever it is that gets you, you know. Mm. Yeah. If yeah. you let those places go and you just focus on what the music need and what the whole, I never play solo. I, I always play with a group. So you have to think as a group and uh, you cannot let the ego be part of it because it's going to get in the way of the group, not going to help the group. Want to fearlessly explore your creative spirit? Join artist Susie K. Edwards for Path of the Butterfly, a weekend workshop at Omega Institute's beautiful campus in Rhinebeck, New York, May 24th through 26. Experiment with a variety of art forms, engage in mindfulness, walking, and silent meditation, and discover a new and free-flowing creative vision. This workshop is for beginners and professional artists. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. You know, so as I'm listening to this and I'm imagining the people who are listening on the podcast, you're speaking about playing music. You're speaking about, you know, being a trumpeter, but you're also speaking more universally. And you have this, uh, you say this in the movie, you say, and I'm, I'm quoting you from, from the, the little film, by playing who you are, there aren't really any mistakes possible. And that sort of took this into a whole other, uh, whole, whole other dimension because the freedom that you're talking about is not only free to, to, you know, I'm interpreting what you're saying, but it's not only the freedom to do something new and not just repeat what you've done, but also the freedom from the fear of doing it wrong. Is mm. that a fair statement? I think so. Yeah, I uh, I believe so. And there's always certain, I would say, limitations that you are working from. In music, you have uh, forms and and harmonies that going on and rhythms that going on that you're part of, and you always have to be within those forms. In um, as a human being, you also have. A, Certain limitation. Now, when I say limitation, I, I mean limitations that um, one puts on himself to work within. And sometimes you let yourself break your own uh, rules and um, and grounds and forms. But uh, what I mean by that is that uh, when we say, by we said in the movie, playing who you are. But um, if you talk universally and we just say by being who you are, there aren't any mistakes there are still limitations that each one put on himself as far as what one wants to be. For example, if you decide I'm going to be who I am, I'm a murderer, <laughs> then that's a problem because I think the limitation that we should put on ourselves as as human being, we should we should um, be and create from a state of compassion. I decide to put uh, compassion in my life as a ground rule and, uh, of course, work with it. And again, since sometimes I feel I'm doing better than other times, of course, like we said before, uh, it's not a straight line. It's uh, ups and downs. And sometimes you feel like you're failing yourself or you're failing your, your um, path. But at least for me, I think this is um, 
what I what I look at, you know. Yeah, and, and you have to have compassion on yourself when you even <clears throat> when you think you're failing. So l- let me let exactly. me. We've only got a few minutes left, and I want to switch the conversation over to the new CD, Into the Silence. So the CD was composed during the six months following your dad's death, and and that's that was when when did you, your dad die? Uh, last November. So it's been a year and three months. So we're in the same boat. My dad died last a year ago. Oh, so, I'm sorry so, to hear that. Well, I, I, <laughs> condolences to you as well. Um, and I'm listening to the title track of the CD. So the CD is called Into the Silence. I'm listening to the track called Into the Silence. And I, I may be reading stuff into this, but and I am definitely not a trained, I have no trained ear on this. But the opening has some, somewhat of a discordant sound to it. And I was wondering if that is a reflection uh, of, of the break you felt when your dad died. The, the, you know, I don't know if I'm it's, even putting that. Yeah, but I, I never knew how to put it in words, but it's definitely rec- that sound is a reflection of, of I, I, I don't see the broken feelings, but yeah, the the that dissonance feeling from life, you know, that uh, as much as you prepare for death and as much as you think about it, it's when you lose someone so close to you, it's it's um, you know, I, it's not just hard, but it's uh, you know, there's a lot of questions that comes with it and a certain dissonance you know between yeah, the, yeah. life so, and so, the death. I, so so yes i think you you nailed it with that uh, so i heard that right were you there with him when he passed away i uh, just landed at that moment i was there about 20 minutes later i was mm. next to him but i actually missed it in in a way um with departure i was landing when he departed so we could have uh, crossed paths <laughs> on the way He's going up, you're coming down, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so has the has the C D helped you with the grief process? Um I never thought about it like that. Uh, I don't know if it helped me with that. No, I'm not sure. It was part of it. And maybe unconsciously it did what helped me more more was um Sharing that process with my mom, of course, and but um, my brother and sister were also an amazing, amazing musicians, and uh, we're very close. We played together, we toured together, and uh, and um, just to uh, this whole first year to be together, let ourselves. Uh, Mourn and let it. We didn't have to uh, pretend and be strong for one another. We just were in it together, and well, uh, like that you was. Said you could be yourself. Yeah, that was a uh, thing the most uh, helpful. We're, we're just about out of time, and I just want to say one quick thing so you you hear it from me personally. When I was listening to the CD, it it gave voice to some of the things that I was feeling. Uh, and, and, you know, you started by saying, you know, it was, some people think the trumpet is an extension of, of voice uh, as, as well as breath. And so just to bring that full circle, it, it really did give voice, especially that the title track. It really did give voice to what I, I was personally feeling with the death of, 
of my dad. So I wanted to thank you with that. And we're going to have to leave it with that also. Uh, my guest today was jazz trumpeter Abishai Cohen. His new CD, Into the Silence, is reviewed in the March-April issue of Spirituality and Health magazine. Abishai, thank you so much for the CD, actually. And thank you so much for being with us on Essential Conversations. My pleasure. Thank you for your time as well. Support for this week's edition of Essential Conversations is provided by John Maxwell Taylor's Gravida Award-winning performance on the life of Swiss psychiatrist Carl Gustav Jung. The performance is entitled Forever Jung, and it's now available in a deluxe three-CD audio set. To learn more, please visit johnmaxwelltaylor.com. Essential Conversations with Rabbi Rami is a project of Spirituality and Health magazine. Visit spiritualityhealth.com and subscribe to the magazine in either print or digital formats. And download the iTunes app for this podcast. Essential Conversations is produced by Ezra Baker, and our program coordinator is Alma Tassi. I'm Rabbi Rami. Thanks for listening. I'm Michelle Phillips, a celebrity makeup artist, beauty expert, self-confidence coach, and Hay House author. My podcast, Beauty and Beyond, is the place for women navigating the challenges of the aging process. Listen in for my professional advice, as well as my expert guests, as we share valuable tips, practical tools, and empowering resources to help you not only look amazing, but also live an amazing life part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network and available wherever you get your podcasts.